Bibles, I want you to turn to the book of 2 Kings as you remain standing. Chapter 3. I want to thank Pastor Stevan for allowing me to preach here this morning. And I believe that God is bringing us to a new place. You know, we've been studying for the last month or so on the new season. Well, my title here this morning, It's Your Season. Turn to your neighbor and say, It's Your Season. 2 Kings chapter 3, we're going to begin in verse 1. We're going to read quite a bit of scripture here. But how many know it's the word of God that changes us? Beginning in verse 1. Now Jerom, Jerome, the son of Ahab, became king over Israel at Samaria in the 18th year of Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, and reigned 12 years. And he did evil in the sight of the Lord, but not like his father and mother. For he put away the sacred pillar of Baal and his father had, that his father had made. Nevertheless, he persisted in the sins of Jeroboam and the son of Nebat, who had made Israel sin, and he did not part from them. Now Misha, king of Moab, was a sheep breeder, and he regularly paid the king of Israel 100,000 lambs and the wool of 100,000 rams. But it happened when Ahab died that the king of Moab rebelled against the king of Israel. So King Joram, Joram, I guess that's how you say it, went out to Samaria at that time and mustered all Israel. Then he went and sent to Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, saying, The king of Moab has rebelled against me. Will you go with me to fight against Moab? And he said, I will go up. I am as you are, my people as your people, my horses as your horses. Then he said, Which way shall we go up? And he answered, By way of the wilderness of Edom. So the king of Israel went to the king of Judah and the king of Edom, and they marched on that roundabout route seven days. Everybody say seven days. And there was no water for the army, nor for the animals that followed them. And the king of Israel said, Alas! For the Lord has called these three kings together to deliver them into the hand of Moab. He was complaining, blaming God. Verse 11. But Jehoshaphat said, Is there no prophet of the Lord here that we may inquire of the Lord by him? So one of the servants of the king of Israel answered and said, Elisha, the son of Shaphat, is here who poured water on the hands of Elijah. And Jehoshaphat said, The word of the Lord is with him. So the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat and the king of Edom went down to him. Then Elisha said to the king of Israel, What have I to do with you? Go to the prophets of your father and the prophets of your mother. But the king of Israel said to him, No, for the Lord has called these three kings together to deliver them into the hand of Moab. Complaining again, blaming God. Then Elisha said, as the Lord of hosts lives before whom I stand, surely were it not that I regard the presence of Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, I would not look at you nor see you. But now bring me a musician. That's why you need to be here for worship. Worship brings the presence of God. Then it happened when the musician played that the hand of the Lord came upon him. And he said, thus says the Lord, 
Make this valley full of ditches. For thus says the Lord, you shall not see wind, nor shall you see rain. Yet that valley shall be filled with water, so that you, your cattle, and your animals may drink. And this is a simple matter in the sight of the Lord. He will also deliver the Moabites into your hand. Also, you shall attack every fortified city, every choice city, and shall cut down every good tree and stop up every spring of water and ruin every good piece of land with stones. Now it happened in the morning when the grain offering was offered, and suddenly water came by the way of Edom, and the land was filled with water. Heavenly Father, we just come to you here this morning. I, Lord, I ask that you will set me aside, use me as an empty vessel for you, God. Open our hearts, let us hear your word in this place today. And we give you all the honor, all the glory, and all the praise. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, you may be seated. Amen. That was a lot of scripture right there. How many know God is good? Now, what I want you to understand here, God was leading his people to enter into a new season. Just like God is leading us to enter into a new season. God is about ready to do some great, great things within our ministry. Now, the three kings, not to mention their armies, their animals, and everything, they were in a desperate situation. They were in the wilderness or the desert for seven days. How many know without water, you die? Seven days without water. The animals are getting ready to die. No more energy, no more strength. The people were getting ready to die. There was a problem. But the king of Israel starts blaming God. Have you ever been around people when things begin to go rough, when things get tough, they start blaming God for their problems? See, I want you to understand this king was a bad influence. He was a bad influence. See, sometimes the biggest problem we have in entering into a new season is our friendship circle, the people that we hang around with. See, sometimes people want to go into a new season, and they're so negative. They come against everything. But see, God wants us to be a people that are positive, that have faith and trust in him. Are you with me? See, we got to watch out for wrong associations as we enter into our new season. we got to check our circle. Eliminate all the doubters and powders. I mean, there's a lot of doubters and powders. They come to church looking like this. Nah, we don't want to go like that. we got to get rid of them. The whiners and complainers, they complain about everything. I know, I don't know about you, but I'm excited to leave this place. I am looking forward to what God is going to do on B Street. We're taking the city of Hayward. I don't know if you heard the memo. You got the, you got the pink slip or whatever. We are getting ready to do some impact in the city. We're going to be right close to downtown. Downtown. It's going to be on. I don't know about you, but I like it kind of dark up here. I look better in the dark. My head don't shine, hallelujah. But listen, wrong associations will kill you. They will kill your joy. 
They will kill your vision. They will kill your passion. They will kill your faith. They will end your season before it even begins. Are you with me? It's very important we understand that. We need to be around people of like heart. The heart is pumping over here. We're getting ready to move. We're getting ready to do some great things. We need to be prepared in our spirit. See, if it hadn't been for King Jehoshaphat, who knew the power from one word of God, let me tell you, when God gives you a word, that's all you need. He will give you a word. He'll give you an encouragement. He'll give you direction. He'll give you a plan. He'll give you a purpose. He'll give you a vision. Whenever God gives you a word, you can rely on it. You can count on it. See, he understood that. He knew that. He asked, is there not a prophet that we may inquire of the Lord? See, because you have to understand, there was a lot of false prophets in those days. And Jerome, he had his own false prophets, the prophets of Ahab and Jezebel, his father and mother. There was false prophets in the city. He didn't want a pretend prophet. He didn't want a non-profit prophet. Are you with me? He wanted the real deal. See, he didn't want someone that's going to tell you what you want to hear. See, we have to understand on this new season, we need people around us that are going to tell us the truth. People around us are going to say, you know what, you need to change in this area, brother. You, you need a little help over here. Let me, let me pull you in. Let me give you direction. Let me love you the right way. It's not always easy to hear. It's not even always easy to say. But we need people like that in our lives. If we want this new season to be successful, and we do. Are you with me? See, Jehoshaphat knew one word from God could change everything. Everything could change. There was an old commercial years back says, I will walk a mile for a camel. See, we need people that are willing to walk a mile to go to church. We need people that are willing to walk five miles to go to church. We, we need people that are willing to walk 10 miles to get to church. People are willing to go the extra mile to do what it's going to take. People are going to go to the class on Saturday. Hello, and say, I'm, a, I'm willing to go that extra mile so I can win souls for God's honor and God's glory. Are you with me? We're going to tear it up over there. They, A Street doesn't know what's going to hit. There's a tsunami coming. We ain't playing games. The Holy Ghost is going to begin to blow the roof off over there. I just hope the church can handle it over there because <laughs> we're going to be blowing it up. By next year, we're going to be in the balcony. Amen? For those of you that don't know, there's seats 300 on the bottom, 300 on the top. We're going to hit the top. We're going to hit the top. See, one word can shift you into a new season. I believe it's time for breakthrough. I believe it's time that we begin to build some ditches. When, when God told them, listen, I want you to dig ditches. Think about it. Here they were in the desert. When you're in the desert, the ground is hard. They were already thirsty. They didn't have no water. And God says, I want you to dig ditches. Make this valley full of ditches. Are you with me? And if you've ever dug ditches, I worked for our one time. He killed me the first day. Here, I got Bible turning hands. He's got me digging ditches over there. That's why I don't, <laughs> I got to be careful with that guy. And I was bleeding everywhere. 
But I can imagine how they felt because they were bleeding, their backs ached, they were thirsty, they were going through it. It was hard. Are you with me? See, they were in a wilderness. God said, dig a ditch. Their back hurts. It was unbearable. But sometimes God doesn't always make sense. You know, God will tell us to do things we don't want to do sometimes. He'll tell us to get out of our comfort zone. He'll tell us to go ahead and hit the streets when you don't feel like hitting the street. I know you worked all week, but hit the streets. I got to tell you, I just started a job. When, when we had the pledge, right, I didn't have any money, as usual. So I said, I got a pledge. And God gave me a job. I finally got my first check. It was just enough for my pledge. Amen. So I paid my pledge today, and I go, oh, release. I feel good, like I should. Amen. But see, God doesn't always, and I'm working with young kids. I mean, they're like half my age, and I'm trying to outwork them because I'm, I'm representing God. You know, I got I to gotta represent. But they got such foul mouths. <laughs> but little by little, I'm able to share the love of Christ with them. I pick a couple of them up from, for work. I take them to work. Shane Willard all the way. <laughs> I listen to him on the way and on the way back. On the way and on. They're starting to get touched. I'm learning a little less cussing now and then. You know what I'm saying? But little by little. See, God doesn't always give you what you want. He'll, sometimes he'll take you to a place that's, well, I don't know, but you're there for a reason. God's got a plan wherever he sets you. Are you with me? When we came here, I didn't understand it. Now I do. Now I do. God doesn't always make sense. Some of you have been in that same place. You've been in that low, dry place where everything's hard. It's difficult. It takes a lot of effort. And you have to force yourself to praise the Lord. You have to force yourself to pray. You have to force yourself to read the Bible. You've got to force yourself to go to church, but still go. See, the devil's trying to tell you it's over. It's dead. Nothing's ever going to happen in your life. That's the way it's going to be. Your dreams, your vision will never come to pass. You're never going to start that ministry. You're never going to write that book. You're never going to see your children say. You're never going to start a business. You're never going to get out of debt. You're never going to take a city for God. That's a lie, my friend. See, when you look at your circumstances and what you're feeling, you start to believe it. That's why we can't look at our circumstance. we got to look to the King of kings and the Lord of lords and trust God. Make up your mind you're going to hold on to the promise of God. Hold on to that vision. Keep digging. Keep digging. Keep digging. Wherever you are, keep digging. The grass is never greener on the other side. It's green where you dig and you water. That's where it's green. I know it's hard work. I know it's difficult. And sometimes it don't make sense. Sometimes you don't feel like it. But you got to keep digging anyhow. The only way to get through is to keep moving. Keep digging, keep praying, keep praising, keep sowing, keep coming to church. See, when you do what you're going to do, you know, even if you're going through the fire, you've got to keep walking. Are you with me? Some people want to lay down in the fire and burn up. I don't want to do that. I'm going to go through myself, but I'm going to go through it. Even like the Egyptians, when they were chasing the children of Israel through the Red Sea, they had to go through it, keep on walking. 
you need to understand, in a low place where you're digging, you're building a landing strip for God. That's what we're doing here in the heart. As we dig, we plow, we do what we got to do, we're building a landing strip for God. And that landing strip is going to make an impact. And you better understand that. See, the move that we're making, this landing strip is going to be able to accommodate the entire Bay Area. And we need to understand that. It's not just Hayward. Are you with me? We're going to reach the entire Bay Area for the honor and the glory of God. Why? Because we're building a landing strip for God. And when God comes in, people come in because they want to see the power of Almighty God. It's not about the preacher. It's not about this. Not about, it's about the demonstration of the power of God. That's why we work. That's why we do what we do, because we want to see God move. Are you with me? See, but you determine how deep, how wide you want the anointing within your life. You have to determine that. You can go out there with a spoon and dig, or you can get a shovel. And if you're really innovative, you can get a backhoe. Hello. Work smart. See, you're creating the capacity to receive greater power. That's what you're doing. A greater anointing, greater blessing than you've ever had in your life. I know the devil wants to drive you out of the ministry. That's his plan. Why do you think we've been getting hit? Hello. See, the devil knows VO Heart is going to the next level. And the devil does not like it. He's been hitting us on the left, the right, the lights, whatever. He's been hitting us everywhere. But it's all right because that shows we're going in the right direction. I want to make the devil mad. If it's too easy, then I'm not doing something right. Are you with me? I came to tell you it's a setup. It's a setup. God is getting ready to flip the script, and you're going to see the fruit of your labor. Some of us haven't seen the fruit for a while. But we've been laboring and laboring and laboring and laboring. But guess what? It's around the corner. God's getting ready to say, here it is. Here it is. Come and look at it. Come and taste it. It's here. It's right here. Get ready. He's going to flip the script. You're going to the next level. If we go to the next level, you go to the next level. We're going to do it together. We're a family. We're a team. We're going together in this thing. God is moving us to a new place. He's going to give us new opportunities to build God's kingdom here on earth. That's what it's all about. It's not just the church. It's the kingdom. It's a kingdom thing. That's what we're building. That's what we're called to do. We're building the kingdom here on earth. Turn your friend, your neighbor, and say, it's your season. What did Elijah say? I hear the sound of abundance of rain. He heard it in the spirit. He heard it in the spirit. You've got to listen to the spirit of God. God is going to speak to you, and you're going to hear things, man, not in the natural, but in the spiritual. That's why worship is so important. Man, when you worship, it's like praying for 20 hours, just worshiping for one. It really it brings the presence of Almighty God. When the praises go up, the glory comes down. God is right here. God said, I want to speak to you. Have you ever been going through trials and tribulation, all this stuff? But then you start to sing in your spirit. All of a sudden, you get your praise on. The devil got to go. 
and you start hearing the voice of God, I'm going to take off my shoes. Just tell it. Woo. you ready to take them off. Just kidding. I don't have heels, thank God. I don't know how you ladies do that. I mean, you're walking around like this. That's got to hurt. I know, but you do it for class. You got to look good. It's not about feeling good. I like to feel good. The drought is breaking. And in the same place, I said the same place, where the enemy said it was over. Are you hearing this? The same place where the enemy said, I'm going to destroy you. I'm going to destroy your ministry. I'm going to destroy your marriage. I'm going to destroy your family. I'm going to destroy your health. I'm going to destroy your finances. Hello. In that same place, the devil said it's going to end. You're going to dry up and die. I came to tell you here this morning. In that same place, you're going to get ready to tap into a fresh anointing. You're going you're gonna to go into the enemy's camp, and you're going to take back everything he stole from you. You're going to go back and take every relationship he stole from you. You're going to get your finances, everything taken back. Are you with me this morning? Ooh, in the middle of a drought, in the middle of a dry spell, you're going to take everything back. I don't know about you, but I'm glad. No wonder the devil has fought us so hard. No wonder he tried to keep us in the wilderness. He knows with God's power, when we're in unity, he doesn't have a chance. He don't have a chance. We will tear him up. When we learn to walk in the same vision as this house, we have the same passion, we have the same heart, the devil can't do anything against us. All he can do is lie, 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 lie. We don't have to listen to that stuff. That's all he's got. He's only got the power you give him. That's all he's got. Don't give him no power no more. Say, no, this is my church. This is my city. We're going to take it for God's honor and God's glory. That's a good thing this is, ain't the old pulpit. We'd have broke it by now. Where's Greg? Good job, Greg. <laughs> the Bible says you will not see wind or rain. Yet that valley shall be filled with water. See, the devil thought he had you. He got you out in a dry place. He thought you would quit. He thought you would throw in the towel. He thought you would fall apart. He never counted on you digging ditches. He didn't think you had it in you. He didn't count on that. You see, my friend, the devil don't know everything. The devil thought we were shallow. He thought our faith was shallow. He thought our praise was shallow. He thought that as soon as it got rough, as soon as it got hard, as soon as it got dry, we would go running back to Egypt. The truth is, I felt like quitting before, but I got a no-quit spirit. I know one thing. Whenever the devil comes against me, I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to stop. I thought I felt like throwing in the towel many times, but I got a word from God. Once I got that word from God, I knew there was no giving up, no quitting, no retreat. We're moving forward. The word. The word. Tell your neighbor I got a word. I got a word that said my season is changing. I got a word that said water is on the way. I got a word that said it's going to get better. I got a word that said weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. One word from God is all you need. 
That's all you need. You don't need nothing else. You don't need a Cadillac. You need a word from God. This valley shall be filled with water. This church shall be filled with water. I'm talking to someone here this morning. It's coming. It's on the way. There is a breakthrough in the atmosphere. It's closer than you think. The drought is breaking right now. The season is changing. That drought in your marriage is getting ready to break. That drought in your ministry is getting ready to break. You're going to begin to get your joy back. You're going to get that fire back, that vision back, that passion back. Are you with me? I can feel it right now. I'm up here and I feel it. It's getting hot in here, man. Woo, and no lights, thank God. <laughs> if there was lights, my head would be trickling right now. Somebody needs a breakthrough. One more shovel full of dirt. One more. I know your muscles are sore. I know your back is aching. I know you don't feel like it. But just one more shout. One more thank you, Jesus. One more step. One more dance. One more march around the walls. And something's going to happen. Something is going to break. It's going to be the devil's back. That's what's going to break. See, your praise is building a landing strip. You need to understand that. Your praise is creating a new atmosphere for our new church. A new atmosphere, fresh atmosphere for your new ministry. Some of you are going to get ministries. You always shy it away, so oh, not me, not me. Yeah, you. There's a ministry with your name on it. You're going to have a new anointing within your life. All of a sudden, man, you're going to go to Eric's class, and all of a sudden you're going to start witnessing and you're going to see the power fall. People are going to break on the other side of the screen door. And they're going to say, come in my house. I don't know why I'm letting you in. I don't even like the way you look. But there's something about you. There's an anointing about you. There's something about to change. Are you with me? It's a new season. It's a new season. Somebody here needs to start praising God. That's all I know. You got to start praising God like we already have it. Can you give me three seconds of praise in this house? A little more, a little more, a little more. Come on, give it up for Jesus. Because I see the doors of opportunity swinging open. I see something beginning to happen. I smell a scent of water. There's an abundance of rain. Can you hear the rain? It's raining in this place right now. The glory of God is raining in this house. There's healing in the rain. There's deliverance in the rain. There's miracles in the rain. There's breakthrough in the rain. It's a new season. Now let's find out why God sent the water. It's not just because they were thirsty. It wasn't just because you were dry. It's not just because you were in trouble. It wasn't just because God wanted to meet your need and rescue you, and deliver you. But see, God wants you to be so filled up, so fired up, so powered up, that you will stand up and make the devil sorry he ever bothered you. That's why God sent the water. That's why he's sending the water here today. He said, I'm going to give you the water. I'm going to quench your thirst. I'm going to meet your need. I'm going to deliver you, but I'm preparing you as priests in my kingdom. Oh, you didn't get that. 
He says, I'm preparing you as priests in my kingdom. I don't care. You could be a priestess if you want. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter. But God's preparing you to be a minister of his gospel. You get excited about that. That's why he sent the water, not just to heal you and set you free and all that. No. See, some people got the mindset, I'm going to heaven, praise the Lord. As long as I go to heaven, I'm okay. No. It's not about that. See, what we're doing is we're preparing the kingdom on earth. Heaven's not in heaven. Heaven's right here. Everything comes from down and comes down to the earth. If you look at the scripture, everything's happening on the earth. Heaven's coming to the earth. We're preparing the way for heaven to come to the earth. You're a priest. Tell your neighbor you're a priest. We're almost done. Go to 2 Kings chapter 3, 18 and 19 with me. We need some water. Ah, water's so good when you're thirsty. Hmm. Second Kings chapter 3, verse 18 and 19. And this is a simple matter in the sight of the Lord. He will also deliver the Moabites into your hand. Also, you shall attack every fortified city and every choice city and shall cut down every good tree and stop up every spring of water and ruin every good piece of land with stones. See, this is what it's all about. It's a new season. It's turnaround time. See, the Moabites' water supply was cut off. Their fruit was taken away, and their land was made useless. Are you with me? This is what we are called to do with the enemy, make him useless. We're cutting off his water supply. We're taking his fruit. We're doing what we got to do. We're taking the plunder. Are you with me? 2 Kings chapter 3, 22 and 23, we're almost done. Then they rose up early in the morning, and the sun was shining on the water. And the Moabites saw the water on the other side as red as blood. See, it didn't make sense. And they said, this is blood. The kings have surely struck their swords and have killed one another. Now, therefore, Moab to the spoil. See, the Moabites assumed that the water shining in the sunlight was blood. So the Moabite army thought that the Israelites, the Judites, and the Edomites had a falling out, and they had slaughtered each other. So instead of advancing with their weapons drawn for battle, they ran to plunder the dead. They wanted to take their armor and their weapons. But instead, they ran into the waiting ranks of their enemies. They were defenseless. The Moabites fled before Israel. Are you with me? See, we are going to be chasing the thing that was chasing us. Are you getting this? We're going to begin to chase the thing that was chasing us. We're going to go into the enemy's camp. We're going to knock down his walls. We're going to set people free. See, the devil didn't want to hear you to hear this message, but it's too late. We're not going to die in the desert. We're not going to begin to search aimlessly. We're going to go into the enemy's camp. We're going to take all his trophies back. 
We're going to render him useless. He's not going to have fruit any longer. He's not going to have this any longer. We're going to take the cities. It said they took cities. We're going to take cities for God, not just Hayward. We're taking San Leandro. We're going to take Oakland. We're going to take Union City. We're going to take part of Fremont. Amen. We'll give them a part over there, but we're going to take part too. Then there's the other side of the bay. We're taking all of it. Why? Because it's not about the church. It's about the kingdom. We don't care where they go to church. We're building God's kingdom. It's a new season. It's your season as AJ comes. See, this is your turn to shine. It's your time. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's my time. It's your turn to prosper. It's your turn to be healed. It's your turn for doors to open in your life. It's, it's time for a new vision. If you haven't caught the vision, you need this house vision. It's a pure vision. It's a holy vision. It's given by God. And it started with our founders. Doors are going to begin to open like that have never opened before. You're going to see. You're going to see great things. I believe that 2014, God is going to do the miraculous. We're going to be going on TV. I know you don't see it yet. I see it. There's going to be things happening. Things happening. Watch. Watch. I hear the rain. I hear the rain. I hear things that God is going to do. I'm so excited to be a part of it. New doors. New vision. New passion. New possibilities. Your time is now. It's your season. Tell your neighbor, it's your season. See, a lot of times we see everybody else, man, doing these things and all this stuff. It's our turn. It's our turn. God is going to do it in our lives. Wait and see. I want every head bowed and every eye closed. Heavenly Father, we come to you humbly but boldly. Understanding, my God, that your word is living and active. What you said back then is still true today. It doesn't change. You have great plans for our ministry. Plans that, if we were to know all of it, would just blow us away. But I know you've called us to humbly build your kingdom. Raise up priests and priestesses, God. Men and women are going to say, you know what? This is my church. This is my vision. I love my city. I want to make an impact. I want to take back everything the enemy has stolen. I'm believing you for great things. Listen, guys, if we're going to do this thing, it's together. It's together. We can't do it, not one person, not two, not ten, not twelve. We're a body. We're a body. And when we walk in unity, there's nothing that can stop us because God is with us. I want to challenge you this morning. Be a part of this mighty move, this mighty move. If God has ministered to you from all over this place, I'm going to ask you to slip up your hand. I want to pray with you. God bless you. God bless you. Many, many, you can put them down.